This is the Youpreneur FM podcast, where each week we bring you the strategies and resources you need to build, market, and monetize a profitable, future-proof business around your knowledge and expertise. And now, here's your host, international business mentor and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Yes, hello there and welcome to episode number 413 of Youpreneur FM. I hope you're doing very well, and uh, no matter where you are, and no matter what you're up to at this current moment in time, most importantly, I hope you are healthy and happy. I'm healthy and happy, and today, actually, I'm super happy because I get to bring back one of my favorite guests to the Upana FM podcast. Um, actually, not just one of my favorite guests, but also one of my favorite people, one of my very, very best friends, Pat Flynn is back on the show to have a chat all about what it means to really serve and how he's been serving over the last five or six months or so. Before we get into that, however, look, I know Christmas is coming. So this is your public service announcement right now that there are two books that should be on every entrepreneur's stocking list in 2020. First of all, is a fantastic book called Virtual Freedom, which teaches you how to build a virtual team to be able to run, support, and grow your business. And then the second book is a book called Rise of the Youpreneur, which teaches you all about how to cash in on your experience and build a future-proof business. Yes, you've got it. They're both my books. <laughs> so look, if you haven't got either one of those, or maybe you've not got any of them, that's just fine. Pick them up for yourself or a fellow entrepreneur that you know are all about building a business in a smart, savvy way that's truly profitable as well. Because as I always say, if you've got a business that's not making money, you don't really have a business. You've just got another hobby. All right. So on to today's chat with Pat Flynn. Now, many people know Pat from here on the show. He and I have been friends for well over a decade now. He's actually the godfather to my youngest, Cassandra. And uh, we're very, very close friends. I mean, best friends. And what I love about Pat is that he is always very, very quick to jump on situations uh, as and when they pop up with the capacity of not like most people online in terms of the focus and the consistency that he pulls things off on. Um, and quite frankly, over the last six months, I kind of sat back and and been quite surprised at just how consistent he's been with one particular aspect of his business. And that has been going live every single day on YouTube with his live streaming show, The Income Stream. And this started out actually right at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown. And at first he was like, look, this is happening. We could all do with sort of hanging out together a little bit. And um, quite frankly, let, let's just do it every day for as long as this thing's going on. And he's not stopped. <laughs> he's, he's actually done it every single day, including weekends as well. And uh, because of this, he's been able to not only attract new people into his business ecosystem, but also convert a number of those people to paying customers as well. So here's my conversation with Pat, where we talk about how you can utilize live video to serve and sell. This is the Youpreneur FM podcast with Chris Ducker. 
Pat, welcome back to Youpreneur FM, my man. Yeah, baby, back again. Let's I don't know do what it. number this is. I always say it's always a toss-up between like you, J-Bear, and I think JLD. I think the three of you guys have been on the show more than anyone else. I think you take it, though, now. Well, you should have me back next week so we can just make sure of it. <laughs> we can actually just bust through it. You're right. Yeah, you know me. I'm, I, I want to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Of course you do. Um, it's been, it's, it's been an interesting year. You know, we're wrapping up the year now and, uh, we've talked a lot on the show about focus and Mm -hmm. momentum and clarity, consistency, and all that kind of stuff. And you have, for want of a better term, embodied all of those things over the last six months or so with your daily YouTube show the income stream, which when you told me you were getting your own theme song, I was like, Oh, stop it. And then you got your own theme song. And I was like, damn, he's got his own theme song. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's, this is a real thing. I mean, it's interesting that we talk about momentum and focus and clarity during a time when most people are losing their focus, losing their mental, losing their clarity. We're just getting derailed. And for me, I, I really wanted something that, uh, would keep me going consistently. The, this show is as much as for my audience um, and, and for me at the same time. And I remember when I first went live on YouTube in March, it was March and the pandemic sort of just started. We had just seen each other in San Diego, yes. right? At, at uh, Social Media Marketing World. And then this thing went down and it was locked down. And I was like, oh no, I need to go on YouTube and just talk to everybody about this and be there to support them. One day turned into two days in a row, turned into three, turned into one week, turned into one month. And then here we are now at the time of this recording coming out, I'm approaching 300 days in a row of this show going live every morning, seven days a week. And I'll tell you, it's what gets me up early to start the day with with service. It's what connects me and reminds me uh, of my audience and why I do what I do for business anyway. And the community that's been formed there has, has been so incredible. I mean, without me even knowing it, they created their own Slack channel to have conversations about the show after it's done. And they've all said they've wanted to come to FlynnCon next year. If it happens, we'll see. But it's just been pretty amazing. And then it's also helped me grow because it's challenging, obviously, to continue to stay daily and provide value. So I've had to go into my own uh, internal uh, self to go, okay, well, how can I uh, create better stories? How can I come up with new stuff? How can I get better each time? And of course, I always try. And I know you do the same thing. Every time you do something, the next time you try to get a little bit better. Well, imagine doing that every single day, exponentially <laughs> how much you can grow. And yeah. I've, I've gotten to the point now where I can just have a single topic, not plan a thing. I do plan ahead of time. But I can rock it out for a whole hour and go deep and have it be like a 60 minute keynote presentation on the fly. I've gotten that good just because I'm forcing myself to. Yeah. And I mean, you've been, you've, you've showed up over and over and over and over again. It reminds me a little bit, you know, what I like about this is that you have, you know, you started it to serve the community you had in March. Now, You've got the same community that you had in March, but it's grown particularly on YouTube as a platform. So by showing up like this every day, you've ultimately, for want of a better term, you've exposed yourself, sounds wrong, but you've exposed yourself to like 
new people, people that maybe out honestly might not have ever found you if you hadn't been doing what you've been doing every day. And it reminds me like what I was doing with Periscope back in 2015. Yeah, yeah. When I launched Youpreneur, it was like it was it was a brand new set of people, people that I'd never heard from ever before. Do you feel like you might have hit not a plateau per se, but here you are kind of like six months in. Do you think that maybe things have slowed down a little in terms of the new people that are discovering you, or is it still continuing kind of at the trajectory that it's been at? It's not consistent. I'll tell you that in terms of the growth. It's it, This is just very much how YouTube works in general, right? right. You can create a video and it can go crazy and you can create an even better video and it can go nowhere. It's just that's how YouTube works and it's disheartening sometimes. But in terms of going live daily, what's really interesting is I can tell when there are spurts and when there are large groups of people. I can tell by the numbers. And the cool thing is there's also the ability for not just people to come in live and I get maybe two to 400 people coming in live every morning, which is pretty amazing. Like I have my own FlynnCon every day on YouTube now, essentially, in, in, in a sense. Um, but more people, in fact, watch the replays. And based on the topic, and of course, I, I work hard to nail the title and also have a really compelling thumbnail. If I can nail those and it's a good episode and people watch uh, for longer, it can get found in search later. And some of these videos have seen tens of thousands of views when only a couple people watched live. So they continue to work for me over time and continue to not just live grow my brand, but pre or like uh, with, with the with the search grow my brand, my, my brand too. Um, so no, it's not consistent. And there are weeks that go by where I'm like, oh, it's just the same people every day. And all of a sudden, a huge chunk of new people will come in or a particular topic will will completely um, blow up. And and that's really neat. And I think this, this I'm, you know, I've done this for years. I've been consistent for 12 years. I'm just yeah. within the pandemic and having this extra time now, packing it all in into a six month to one year period. And, you know, we'll get to 365 and we'll see if I keep going, but I definitely want to hit that year mark. Yeah, uh, sure. Straight. Do you feel like uh, we know each other? I mean, we're best buddies, right? We talk about this a lot, both individually as well as on each other's shows and stuff like that. There was that whole, this has calmed down a little bit now, but there was the whole bromance thing for a while. Like everyone was saying we were in a bromance together. Do you remember this? Like, but it's slowed <laughs> yeah, yeah, down yeah. a bit. It's slowed down a little bit. And for you guys, we don't, it's not like we don't like each other anymore. You it's guys still just, there. You guys just got bored with the bromance thing. That's it's all. a long distance bromance right now. <laughs> It's, what it, it's always been that, but here's the thing. Like, I th- I think like I I believe I know you better than most people, right? I would say so. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I know that you're the kind of guy who thrives on the energy that you get from your community, from your audience, from anyone really. Just whether it's just people tuning into your podcasts or watching you live on stage or even just you, like you really need, I feel like you really need that love, that feeling, That's who I being, am, bro. right? And it's like, but, but here's the thing. It's like some people need it for the wrong reasons. I don't think that's the case at all. But like, you're the kind of guy, like for me, like it lifts you up even further every time you get that, right? And a lot of the time over the last few years, it's been 
in person because you've been very, very popular as a keynote speaker at a lot of different big conferences. You pronounce Summit included, right? And that for you guys tuning in, you remember if you saw Pat in London? Close the show on that one. Yeah. Crying. <laughs> yeah. And making people cry. And making people cry. And laugh and all that fun there stuff. There was a lot of man tears at the end of that event, actually. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, do you feel like doing the show daily has kind of filled that void for you from a personal perspective in terms of like being able to feel that love from people every day as oh, well? Oh, 100%. Dude, 100 I, I I know and I think you know this is a major reason why I'm doing this is to not, not to the point I'm like, ooh, I need people to tell me I'm awesome, right? You know that's not the thing. But when people tell me I'm helpful or I am or doing awesome. great like or awesome, then I, 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 I thrive on that. Um, right. My wife can definitely attest to this. I mean, this is, uh, this is the classic three on the Enneagram scale. This is people who are threes. I'm an Enneagram three. I know this and I own it. I feel worthy and I feel valuable when other people tell me that I'm helping them. Yes. So yes, absolutely. You're, you're, you're completely right. And what's cool about this is I get that energy back from my audience and I give it back to them again. And I go, it's this beautiful feedback loop where you help me, I help you, you help me, I help you. And we just keep going further and further and further together. And you're right. The talks that I was supposed to do in person this year have been completely canceled, obviously. And now this is my way of still having that connection directly with an audience and I can um, continue to improve on my skills whilst helping people and ho hopefully making an impression. This is partly the reason why I'm also on Reels right now on Instagram is just I'm having a lot of fun seeing the instant feedback coming from that because that's what's keeping me going. And so I wouldn't wake up every day, even early sometimes to go live on YouTube if it wasn't for the fact that I knew that people were going to be there and hopefully get some value from what I was doing. Yeah, I love that. Let's talk. <clears throat> let's talk reels and and that sort of social side of things. Because I mean, YouTube is one thing, right? But then showing up consistently on quote unquote social as well. Do you do you ever feel like it's a little hard to come up with new ideas all the time on that side of things, or are they coming relatively easily to you? It ideas come to me, but at the same time, I struggle because I always try to get outdone by myself. Meaning, like. I don't just want to do what everybody else is doing. I always try to bring something new, right? So I don't know if anybody has seen my reels lately, but uh, I've been told that I have some of the most creative reels because I do put some time and effort into telling this quick little mini story in 15 seconds or 30 seconds. And so I get a lot of ideas, but then I often go, oh, that's not good enough. Oh, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Oh, it needs to be better. It needs to be better. And I remember when I was a blogger, that that would often stunt me as well. I'd go, oh, well, this blog post isn't good enough. Let me write another one or mm, I don't know. So I, th there's a balance there between, okay, well, showing up consistently on social, but not just like showing up to show up. I want to show up and bring something different or sure, bring, bring some reason to go to go behind it. But yeah, it is, it is a bit challenging, especially when there is some time required to come up with a good idea and then execute on, on that idea on Reels specifically, which if you don't know what Reels is, it's sort of, TikTok, but on Instagram. And it's just, it's just interesting because I see a lot of videos that go viral on tick on uh, Instagram, but they're just like cheesy little pointy videos, like top yeah. three reasons you need to buy a house today. And then they point over here. It's like lowest interest rates ever. And they're dancing and they're pointing over here. Ooh, this reason here. And then they like have the reveal at the end where their hands come out and they're like, you can get a house today. 
And then it's just like, wow, okay, I don't know if I want to go down that route. Although it would be easy, I want to bring something different every time. Yeah, I hear you. Let's switch back to YouTube. Going live every day has had an effect on you not producing as many, quote unquote, should we say normal videos, right? Where they're shot, they're edited, they're uploaded, they're SEO'd, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's been a few bits and pieces that you've done. Obviously, I've seen that. But ultimately, you've not been putting up as many of those kind of shorter, more concise videos. How has that, if anything, affect the channel growth? I'm curious. Now, honestly, it's slowed it down a little bit yeah. because those videos, when I would post them, again, the pre-recorded videos were very, very well thought out. They were built specifically to keep people watching as long as possible with a very proper hook and open loops that would keep people to the end because watch time is everything on YouTube mm-hmm. and a really proper title and thumbnail. And that takes a lot of time to craft a video like that. And then also keyword research to go along with that. I mean, some of these videos that I did earlier in the year before the pandemic have already seen hundreds of thousands of views uh, so far this year. In the middle of my live stream, it takes so much time and I really am enjoying the live and improving my live presentation skills on virtual. I've taken some of what I've learned using Ecamm Live and Stream Deck and multiple camera angles and sound effects and other things that pop up on the screen and bringing them to keynotes that I've done virtually now. I suppose in front of uh, JJ Virgin and Carl's uh, Mindshare audience recently, and they were all blown away from the production level, even from a one-man band like I have. And it's because I've had 200 goes at doing this already. I've done this on Sean Cannell's audience, and they were a video-specific audience, and they were blown away because I've been having multiple camera angles, and nobody's doing this. So that's kind of where I'm leaning into. But these pre-recorded videos, I want to do more. I just know that if I try to fit that in, then I'm not going to be as good of a husband or father or, or, or coach that I can. So I have to make sacrifices somewhere. And I'm just really enjoying the live thing. So, hey, numbers are one thing, but also being happy and enjoying yourself, you know, I'd rather be there. I hear you on the, on, on, on the balancing side of things, right? And it's, it's like I always say you've got two options. When you've got a lot of stuff going on, you can either try and juggle or you can try and balance. We don't want to juggle. Juggling, you'll eventually drop something. So it is about the game of balancing, right? Is there a reason why specifically you chose to keep this consistently going on in the morning and more importantly, first thing in the morning? Because you could have chopped and changed. You could have tried different time zones. Yeah. Hell, you know, lunchtime, you might have a bigger audience than first thing in the morning or Probably. in the evening or something like that, right? So- is there a reason why you you decided to just keep it first thing? The reason why I have it in the morning is so that I can start my day on fire with not a You sounded like John Lee Dumas right now. <laughs> yeah. He's a John Lee Dumas. I, I want to ignite the audience <laughs> and keep them going. No. Yes. Really it's because that's when it fits in my schedule. I have the afternoon reserved for my team meetings, my coaching calls, um, other content that I might be creating elsewhere. Right. And to start the morning, like imagine you get up and you already know that there's an audience of 150 to 200 people like literally in a waiting room waiting for you. I mean, this fires me. This gives me energy to just, you know, I'm I'm I I wake up and I'm not like, "Oh, what am I what am I going to do today?" I'm right. already thinking about the topic that was determined the night before and I'm in the shower thinking about, "Okay, well, what stories can I tell?" And it just it just, you know, when especially when I wake up, 
I want to get going as soon as possible because I don't want to waste any time in the day. And an object at rest tends to stay at rest. But having this momentum from the audience being there already and the topic that was decided the day before, uh, it, it just it just gets me moving so that by the time this call ends, by the time the live stream ends, I'm literally like ready to jam and focus full on on anything that's on my list. And it's just such a, a, a cool high that comes out of that. And I get that every day. So you, 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 you pretty much wrap bang on an hour pretty much every day. Sometimes it might be a couple of minutes early, sometimes a couple of minutes later, but, but pretty much it's bang on an hour, right? Yes. I'm sure that there are a ton of people that have seen you that are listening to this right now. They probably ask themselves, I wonder what Pat does when he hits stop. Like, do you kind of just like <laughs> just <laughs> collapse or do you like run down? Because obviously I've been in your house many times. You run out of the room down the corridor and just jump onto that big ass sofa that you've got or what do you do like what do you do in the first 10 minutes after you're done so i'll end the stream i'll take a deep breath and then i'll go out the door and i'll just get a glass of water i'm just decompressing a little bit and typically the kids at least at this current uh, moment in time they're on their own zoom calls so i gotta have really good internet i mean we're all online at this time like (laughs) streaming and stuff but um, I just, I just, am, I'm ready to conquer the day. Like I'm, I'm on a amazing energy. So you high. keep like going. Just, there's, there's no oh, genuine break or anything like that. No, no, no. It's, it's actually very different than when I'm on live stages. When I'm on a live stage, I don't know. There's just a different level of pressure or something where literally after a talk and maybe after an hour of meeting and greeting with people, I just want to go into my hotel room and crash. Totally. I, I hear you on that. Yeah. But with the live streams, it's a little bit different. I mean, I, I, I just want to keep keep doing stuff. It's just again, well, it's it's probably it's a shot also, of energy in the morning. Yeah, because you're also in the environment where you quote unquote work. Sure, I didn't well, have to travel to build your business. <laughs> right, it's easier to kind of switch from one to, from you know live presenter mode to you know managing a team meeting, for example, right, or yeah. jumping on a coaching clients or whatever it is. Like, it's different. It's very different in person. It's very different in person. Yeah. Do you feel, I mean, like you mentioned before, all of the major events, pretty much events, period, have all canceled this year. Um, And, you know, the one that I was waiting on to see what was going to happen was Traffic and Conversion Summit. They released, you know, updates and said that they were taking it on, you know, taking it online, going virtual with it instead of meeting up in person in December, which I just, I couldn't imagine that even happening anyway. They finally got around to doing it. Like we had to cancel the summit this year it was the toughest thing i've had to do all year long in fact probably the toughest business decision i've made in a while because you know how much we lean into that event from a community perspective right so when do you feel if ever things will go back to normal in regards to the quote-unquote speaking circuit and even if it does is pat flynn's going to be out there as much as he was before yeah I'm not. Me I already neither. know this. Me neither. I'm not. Yeah. Um, with, with, first of all, I don't think it's going to get ever back to what it was for a very long time. Uh, that's number one. And number two, you know, I've, I've, I've been speaking for about a decade straight, almost. And it just became a thing that I did. Every couple months, I'd go to one or two events. It was just on my list of things to do. Like, okay. This pandemic has 
slowed us all down to allow us to go, well, what do we really need? Right. What, what is what is actually required for us to live and succeed and, and do? You know, we think of different companies now who are forced to have their employees work from home. Well, guess what? A lot of these employees are finding out how to make it work in that way and are likely going to stay that way because now things are cheaper. They don't need office space. Their employees are happier and they're still able to get things done. Why not go with what is working now? And I feel very similar with how the pandemic has been like, wait, 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 let's let's not have you speak and see what you can do with this. And is it actually all that bad that you're not? And when it comes to me, especially as a father and a husband, like I'm reflecting back on how much I traveled. Um, it wasn't a ton, but every time I went, it was definitely hard on the kids and my wife for sure. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't need that anymore. Why would I, why would I need, why, why would I do that? Especially when I consider, okay, a conference on the other side of the, of the world or perhaps um, on the other side of the country. If it's in San Diego, then maybe I'll, entertain it because it's just really quick sure but it, but if it's if it's like in florida or something or wherever it's not just that 60 minutes on stage it's the two days prior traveling it's the day before and all the 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 things that happened and then traveling back and then a couple days of recovery it's like a full week yeah it's not worth it to me at, at this point i think i did it at the right time for for my career when I needed yep. to, to make yep. those connections, to make those network ne- networking opportunities. I don't need that anymore. I think that I'd rather focus my time and energy on building more legacy-related things and focusing and going deeper on some bigger projects that I've always wanted to do and now have the time to do. And I'm not going to be traveling as much anymore. Well, not, not to mention the fact that you've been doing a keynote presentation every single day. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's a little different, but you're still getting out there and and meeting new people. It just so happens that you're not going to land back in San Diego and get sick straight away because you've been hugging and and shaking hands with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I I have been really loving the improvements that I've been trying to consciously make on how I can present and engage an audience while live. Yes. I have been so obsessed with how can I make things more entertaining? How can I uh, interrupt patterns a little bit more? How can I keep people on their feet? How could I keep people guessing? How can I keep those who would normally put me on the background not consider that because they they might feel like they might miss something? Like one thing that we're doing with the income stream, which is my morning show, is we have now the community. Some people have joined the community on YouTube so they can click join and pay $1.99 per month to get to unlock like emojis and things. Anyway, I can have a community only post on YouTube and I com- I converse with my uh, community there quite a bit. And I have now had this rhythm where we have a secret word that only the community knows that I have to say in every stream. It changes every month. And they like go crazy when I say it now. <laughs> for you for can the see month. it in the chat, right? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. They go, they're like, oh, behoove. Behoove was one of the words what, that what, I had to say. What was today's? Today's is um, uh, flabbergasted is this month's word. Brilliant word. So I have to add, and this is all community driven, right? They they pick it. I love it. They pick it, right? And it's just something fun that they kind of, like little things like that. I just love seeing what I could do and um, just kind of leaning into that more. And that's what's helping me now 
become who I was in 2011, somebody who brought something different to the stage and now is getting invited to speak everywhere. Well, guess what? Now I'm invited to speak everywhere virtually because people are noticing the quality of what I'm bringing. And now I can just do these keynotes from the comfort of my own home. I don't have to travel. I still can get paid for them even. And I get exposure into an audience. They've all, everybody's used to seeing these like boring Zoom calls all day. And then here comes Pat Flynn bringing the heat with three camera angles and all this stuff. It's like, oh, that Pat Flynn guy, right? Now I'm doing the same thing, but virtually. Yeah. And I think this is where the the industry has changed forever because all of the big public speakers that I know, many of which are mutual friends with us, mm-hmm. are all having to go down this route of getting a dedicated space, getting it set up, getting computers set up, getting cameras set up, maybe even lights, maybe even working on their backdrops a little bit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is an investment that they are having to make both in terms of time to set it up and money to make it happen in ultimately future-proofing themselves as a speaker. Um, And a man, I'm telling you, I've I've seen it. Those who have ponied up thrown down some money, taken it seriously, and made it happen are those that are still getting booked. Those mm-hmm. that have gone the other direction and said, oh, we'll get back to normal soon. It'll only be six months. It'll only be a year, blah, 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 blah. They're going to hurt unless they unless they change their mindset on that. They're going to be hurting a lot going into 2021. Yeah, man. It's uh, being an entrepreneur and a business owner is all about adjusting and uh, adaptation and it's those who you know this is this is essentially natural selection at play now who's gonna who's gonna win it's worth noting here um that as we start wrapping up it's also worth noting that you've continued though to show up with you know everything else that you do in terms of the podcast in terms of um you know course creation and launching the community now all that sort of stuff like but this is where the power of the team comes into play. When you had me on the income stream to episode 200, and we talked a little bit about the team and how kind of like over the last 18 months or so, um, you've, you've, you've started to really wear that CEO hat now. Yeah. What do you see the next step is to keep that consistency going, not just in the content you create and stuff like that, but also just growth from a business perspective. Or actually, it's okay if this is the case. Maybe you're happy just doing what you're doing and you don't feel like you need to add another zero. Like, what are you, you know, where's where's your mindset right now? Because 18 months ago, we were sat in a bar and you were like, on one hand, I'm super excited. But on the other hand, I'm scared you know, petrified that I've got all these people now that are quote unquote on staff. Yeah. Been here and done it like a whole bunch of years. Like, how do I do this kind of thing? But here you are, you're crushing. Thanks. I mean, I'm so grateful for the team because a lot of the stuff that we've done, even this year, especially wouldn't have been able to do. I wouldn't have been able to do if it wasn't for them. No doubt. Uh, From continuing with all the things that we've been doing already and staying consistent with that to a point where, all I need to do, for example, is just record a podcast. I don't need to touch it or do anything. It gets out on time. It gets the show notes, everything, transcripts, all done by other team members who are on board now. To launching a our own community, SPI Pro, this was 98% done by other team members mm-hmm. who stepped up to create this. I just had the vision 
and Matt, who's my COO, I think everybody needs a Matt on their in their crew, Absolutely. somebody to take charge of operations, who is the person who's managing the team to hold them responsible for their for their work. Um, we're also considering doing something like creating a, a an entire podcast network under the SPI Media brand, where it's not just our podcast, but we might even hire or even acquire other podcasts to be a part of this network to bring forces together to do yep. much, much more bigger things. Um, we are currently utilizing the team in a way where we're giving them more responsibility. Like this part of the brand, you have ownership. We're, we're even hiring new people. We hired Jillian on our team to be the community manager so that we can uh, bring some really, really amazing people into our uh, pro community. And I'm just, you know, we, we, we see growth. We talk about it, we plan it, and it doesn't come without finding the right people to help uh, support that growth. So I'm very much now realizing that, wow, I could have done this sooner as always, but... Um, well, hindsight is always like that, right? It's I mean, for sure. Back on it, retrospectively, sure. you know, but, but the most important thing is that you're doing it now. Yeah, and a lot of it is, you know, allowing others to take these roles and responsibilities off my hands so that I can do more of the things that are even more important to me, even outside of business st- stuff that I, that I want to get involved with related to education. And I'm currently writing a new book about productivity, but it has an education sort of spin to it and wanting to go down that route now. And I, I wouldn't have had the time to do that or, or go further and um, think about legacy if it weren't for the team that I've brought on board. Listen, last question. Um, where do you see specifically personal brands going into next year? Not just not 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 even for you, but just like in general, because you know that I've been harping on about this for years and years and years, right? Mm-hmm. And we just recently made the decision, you know, like 2020, uh, 2019 rather, we focused in on on the Upener brand as a whole brand new yeah. website, the academy, the some you know, we really doubled down on building that brand last year and it worked brilliantly. But at the exact same time, because the focus was shifted, the personal brand of chrisducker.com took a hit. Not a big hit, but a hit mm-hmm. nonetheless. Going into 2021, we've decided that we're actually going to go back to that personal brand focus through the surveys that we do, through talking with our paying clients and our coaching clients inside of the incubator that we do like it's clear they signed up for Chris. They didn't sign up for Youpreneur. Um, and so we're going to double down on that. Where do you see that playing into business going into 2021 and even beyond like the importance of that uniqueness of where we're all about? I mean, I think everybody has to have their personal brand figured out. Whether you are an entrepreneur or an employee, we need well, to know the, the things that you teach about how we can best position ourselves to make a difference, to be noticed, to be recognized, to uh, bring people together, et cetera. And I think that it doesn't necessarily mean we all need a .com with our name in it. But that being said, I have now patflynn.com. I am writing blog posts and am going to be using that platform to launch me into the next part of my life related to this legacy stuff that we just talked about in education and whatnot. And it's allowing me to separate myself from the business a little bit more. And this is partly why the team is involved so that I can focus more on myself and and the things that I I truly care about. And I think it's going to be really important. I think 2021, you know, even into the future, like I'm imagining how things used to be 
back in small town days where you'd go to Bob's Bakery, right? My man because, because of Bob. Yep. And I think that now we're just in an online world where we need to create our own bakeries with our own special recipes. And the more that people can know about who we are and, and what makes us special, and the more that we build relationships with people as Bob, when people come in, they welcome you in by name, they ask how the kids are doing, all that stuff. Like that's, we, we got away from that for a while. Social media was supposed to make things better and bring people closer, but it actually pulled us apart. And now I think our own personal brands and stepping into fully who you are and embracing your weird and just being okay with who you are, you're going to attract, as you say, the tribe that you should attract. Your vibe yeah. attracts your tribe. And that's going to be all important now because it's those things that are going to be those soft skills, those those abilities that you have are what's going to differentiate you from what's coming, which is the computers and the AI and the machine learning, which can take a lot of these things that we might be doing right now from us, but they'll never take our souls. They'll never take who we are and the relationships that we could build. Yeah. I love it. That's a good, that's a good way to wrap up. And I echo everything you said and have been for many, many years. We don't want the robots taking us down, bro. We don't want that. No, they're there to help us, but they can also not help us. (laughs) They can also do one, as we would say in England. Um, (laughs) Everybody, Pat Flynn, patflynn.com, smartpassiveincome.com, podcasts, videos, YouTubes, world domination, basically. Um, Thank you, brother. It's good to chat with you, man. Thanks, Ben. Good to chat with you too. Thanks, everybody. All right. And you guys, we'll see you next week with another episode of Youpreneur FM. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Youpreneur FM. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, why not head over to our official website at youpreneur.com to access all our tools and resources essential to building, marketing, and monetizing a future-proof business based around your expertise. We'll see you next time.